I'm Sophie. Hi, I'm Paul. And we are SP Film Viewers. A couple of weeks ago, we touched upon Irish folklore. And this week, we're looking at Japanese folklore got a fox in it that i don't know <laughs> specifically <laughs> i just always think that that's kind of with the shrines and there's foxes i don't know if that's folklore or not but now you're saying folklore it just makes me think of taylor swift as well so this is where i'm at right okay <laughs> i don't really know what folklore for japanese is i know taylor would be like Shh, i'll tell you <laughs> yeah well i think you, you're probably like oh paul why are we doing this i've got a f- sense in what the title actually translates to. Oh, right, okay, go on. I mean, it's more like ghost stories. So there's but it's folklore in like a, not in like a super scary way, but more like a spiritual, but like... Well, that's even worse, you know, spirits scare me. Unless it's a nice spirit. Well, I don't like know Like a wisp, ex- like kind of following. Well, I think from what I kind of vaguely know on Japanese folklore, it's kind of like people who are like in the forest and put to death in the sense of... How's that folklore? I don't know, folk, folklore's like mythical, isn't it? And yeah, yeah, yeah. mythical. And yeah, there's enough. Nice. And, I mean, yeah. well, I don't know what to expect entirely. Jesus. Really selling this. Yeah, no. I th- I kind of wanted to go that route because obviously the, the previous... Oh, because we don't have enough time on Halloween, you know, to put no, scary no, no, things hang on. in. Hear me out, hear me out. <laughs> because I wanted to do a tie-in with playing the Pokemon Legends game over the weekend. So that was, you know, in terms of like the traditional... <laughs> That's nice, uh, though. <laughs> you know, Japanese, like, yes. old, well, old Edo, Edo really period. enjoying of, that. Of that, yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, the, there's, there's probably... Well, I know there's a lot of films I haven't seen that are involved, like, samurais mostly, really, to be fair. But I kind of wanted to tie in something with the kind of, like, a folklore kind of... So neither of us have seen this. That's right. So I can't actually vet and go poll what's gonna happen because you don't have a clue. No, I don't have a clue. But it's not it's like so the, you the, the, the PG this. the PG it's PG rating. Okay. So I was gonna say this it, could it ship me up. It won't be like an eighteen or a fifteen. <laughs> but I, I don't know as to what to expect. But what's interesting about this also it's quite a long session, but we're gonna break it into bits because there are like like four segmented stories that are kind of not interlinked in any way. They're kind of just like tales of the unexpected type of thing, so they're kind of like in a anthology. It's not animated, is it? No, either? it's not. It's not going to be friendly. I don't know. When you say folklore, I think animated. I think cute. I think nice mythical willow tree from Taylor Swift kind of thing. That folklorey, magical. Yeah. I don't think I'm getting that. I think it's going to be dark and grim. Can I see the cover of this, please? Well, I mean, those, those things are on Google kind of give you sort of like a more spiritualistic type of Mm. thing going on so Mm. (laughs) i think it's gonna freak me out i know you say it's pg but it's three hours yeah i I just said that i know we're breaking it up still like why 
Yeah, so into chunks because oh, then goodness. we can digest. You know, the... Sophie doesn't tolerate more than like an hour. She's like a goldfish. Well, the ratings seem pretty high on in terms of what the the scorings on Letterbox and Rotten Tom- Tomatoes IMDb say. So. Well, they need to go with what SP say. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go um, and then read it to me. I don't know if you want to know the stories or not of like what these. The outline of them are, or is, or do you want to keep it a secret surprise? Could not just have one taster. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, I'll read where it says at the beginning as well of this little blurb. Okay. Where it says, taking its title from an archaic Japanese word meaning ghost story, this anthology adapts four folk tales. So you learn something there from the get go of what Quaidan <laughs> <laughs> means. It's an archaic Japanese word. Okay. Thanks for the lesson. Um, the very t- vague title, I suppose, but it's the teaser you wanted. A penniless samurai marries for money with tragic results. Is that it? That's all that says. So he dies. Clearly. I don't know. I, well, if you say tragic results, that means death, doesn't it? And then he comes I'm back hoping, as a ghost and haunts I'm somebody. I'm hoping it's a bit more not as cut and dry as that, to be honest. Because <laughs> that would be pretty boring. It's got to be a bit, gotta be a bit more interesting than that. There's no air or grace with me. It's just like, okay, he's dead. Why do I need to watch it? Well, you know, I don't like ghosts as well. Or spirits. I don't like people who die and linger. I'm looking forward to it anyway. I'm glad you are. You can clearly see why we do SP film viewers. It's not for me, is it? Well, the other one was going to be, the other option was going to be more like uh, on Virgin on the similar thing anyway, which are probably a bit more darker. So I was thinking. I didn't get to pick though, did I? No, not, no, not this time. No. no, you didn't give me a say. No, but I had this in, my, in mind, so. Okay. Wish me luck. <laughs> yeah, so we're recording this bit early, so we're kind of breaking up through the week. This time's obviously to have a sit down over the the weekend ahead and record our thoughts over it and digest what we've kind of watched in this three hour epic. I hope I'm wrong, but I've not mm. really been filled with glee. Now you're saying I'm watching a three hour ghost story. Stories. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to sleep, am I? You know what happened with Babadook, and that's not even that bad. That's true. My brain, you know how vivid it gets. Like it just runs away with itself. I know. <laughs> Can't be helped. <laughs> well, we'll see you on this side. We're not dying. Oh, yeah. you might be, but I'm probably be a murder if it is. <laughs> okay, see you in a bit. Hi there, it's Heather from Watching Netflix Without You, the podcast. There are over 1,200 Netflix original feature films and documentaries, and that number is only growing. So I've made it my mission to watch as many as I possibly can. And with a delightful guest or guests in each episode, rate, review, and discuss each film. And that's about it. You can listen to Watching Netflix Without You on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. This stunningly beautiful anthology of Japanese ghost stories is one of the most meticulously crafted supernatural films ever made. Gotta say I'm slightly disappointed with that wording and what (laughs) this whole experience offered, to be honest. I feel like you made me waste three hours of my life.
that I will never get back. <laughs> I know that we love Japanese culture, and I think some people for the kind of like historia kind of side of things will probably really value this. I just felt personally, I didn't get much out of it. I know what you mean because I I don't know. I had really high expectations from what the overall rating and scoring some people had seen. Obviously, before going into this, like oh, it's quite profound and like it's it's fantastical, and so I was. That's why I picked it. Like, oh, this is intriguing. That's three hours. So obviously, there's going to be sp- spreading this out, like we, we said and we did. I'm kind of glad that we did it that way because there's no way I could have sat through the whole thing. Because I was, <laughs> to be honest with it, by of the way we did it, the first two and then s- s- splitting it, and then going back to the other two, it was it was kind of draining going that that lap that the second half even so, so long was the be- second half one it was <laughs> because, and i don't know if that's just because of what well, we had some sake that evening as well so i don't know if that had any i felt like i needed the sake to, <laughs> to get, get me through, through. but uh, it, it's it was uh a bit of a slog i'll say that so i am quite disappointed with this really i really wanted to love it more than so did i i really had we said stories and like ghost tales was a little bit like "Mm, i don't know if that's going to be my thing anyways because it's not up my street that kind of scenario but it's hard because i i I could see the history in it i could and i could appreciate the history side of things but some of the things that were happening were just so unrealistic and the cgi In, in in what way well like for example we'll dive into the first one um the black hair yeah so I really think this was the strongest one for me, maybe, and the second one. I yeah, feel like yeah, I think it's yeah starts off strong, then kind of gradually goes weaker and weaker as the stories. Oh, the last don't. one I just didn't even get. Yeah, but it's the ha- the the hair for me in this one. Like I don't really get the ending of it, and it's like this thing that's like moving, but it's the way that it's done isn't that realistic? I guess I don't know if it's the age of the film. Yeah. There's a lot of things where it doesn't. No, no. It's, right. It, in the terms of it, it being filmed in the nineteen sixties, mm. it's is tricky when you come back to look. Obviously, with a more modern <laughs> interpretation of what horror is or what supernatural things are, you've got to maybe put as try as you might to put yourself in people's shoes of what they must have deemed as like scary or back chilly then. or something like that. But and I've, I mean, I've seen plenty of like black and white hot, what horror films, and they're a lot more sinister or chilling mm. than the, what this is ha- has to offer, really. I so, don't get why the hair goes rogue though on this like one, and why is it the hair of? I've never seen anything to do with hair go bad and try and strangle you and such. That that mm. was like a new one on on me. Well, we'll try and break it down as best I can for what mm. I've kind of got from from this. I, can but, I do this one because I enjoyed this one. Okay, well, just before that, the opening credits where it's kind of like listing all the what the the film titles that or the stories that are involved in this mm-hmm. kind of sets up like this is more like an avant garde, like artistic piece because of it's kind of like all the swirling inks and it looks really that's, stunning. Yeah, that looks really pretty and like oh, the mysterious, like mm-hmm. ethereal kind of thing going on there. So it's like okay, this is starting strong. Obviously, I'll let you get into talking about this one, but for the opening mise en scène, the how introduced to like where this location is in 
Kyoto, and it's all like a, almost like a rundown Ryokan yep. Japanese building, and it's all like overgrown and stuff, and it's kind of like an eerie presence to that. And so, mm-hmm. okay, this is starting off strong, really. <laughs> so, as I would say, the strongest points throughout all these films, maybe not the last one in particular, but what they have in terms of the cinematography going on uh, are what the, the strongest points as a theme throughout the, the storylines aren't particularly, may not be particularly strong, but no. the, the the scenery and what that has to, yeah. to convey is the selling the point. working with what they've yeah, got out there, really. Okay, so I'll let you go with... Okay, so Black Hair, it's to do with a samurai um, who's married to... Uh, well, I'm guessing like the love of his life, basically, um, his kind of partner and soul partner. Yeah. And they're in poverty. They live in this like ruined, wrecked house. house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's dropping to bits. The garden needs maintaining. It's all they can afford and what they, they can with what works and means that they have at the moment. So the samurai gets a opportunity to marry a richer woman basically more kind of wealthy has a horse and carriage kind of yeah. you know it's all kind of grandeur, grandeur. Yeah, yeah. and the principle is he has to divorce the love of his life to move on and he leaves her in the disarray of the house basically on her own which is a, it looks like she's a weaver or yeah yeah basically not getting in much money and he's like no i need to if i'm if i stick with you i'm not going to get, get anywhere. anywhere it's all about it him wanting the status really to and it, go up the ranks. It feels like it's one of those things and people in fame and everything like that. Like I think even Ed Sheeran said it like you can have all the money in the world, but if you have no one to share it with, it's kind of means nothing. Yeah. So money doesn't bring you happiness either. It obviously it helps if you have it. You kind of then see this phase of where he's going through flashbacks of his wife. So he sees that he's Evidently missing her, he's wondering how she's doing. He constantly on her his mind, and this other lady that he's with at the moment is new wife, a lot younger, but very more self-absorbed in herself. She's more selfish. She doesn't really care about him. Yep. He's not really letting her in though. To be fair, so he's not giving her that opportunity because he's too strung up upon upon his ex-wife. Yeah, it's like you probably leaving for a better opportunity, but then. They won't be as nice as me. Is that what you think? Yeah. I let you get away with murder. I think that's what it is. Like you said, she's got a softer voice. She was more approachable. She was just a nicer soul than this one. If you're higher up in the higher class, then you're more reserved and harder to get along with as such. I do think the less money you have, the more generous you are. I always think that's the thing. And... It's amazing how somebody who is worse off would help somebody. I feel like sometimes with a class of a higher up class, they're less likely to help somebody than if you're in a bit of poverty, but not suffering as much as somebody else. And I think this is where it's showing, it's showing different classes. It's showing that striving for money, it isn't your true happiness. Yeah. I think the moral of this story in particular is like the grass isn't always greener on the other side mm-hmm. really you shouldn't just be aspiring to what you th- think especially in, in almost a dickish way of like oh, i'll just leave 
my wife and go and find a better one type of thing and then just thinking he can just come crawling back. Yeah. I thought, oh, this isn't working out. And After all like, this time yeah. and he's made money and now he goes back to that house. And it's really weird, isn't it, that scene? Because it's like you'd, you feel a bit like, well, it looks like it's been burnt down. Yeah, it's been like 10 years, I think. It's really so. overgrown is the garden. It yeah. looks like you can't even get through to like the front door. <laughs> yeah. It's that bad. Yeah. And it looks really dark. There's no lights on. I'm like, I said, <laughs> why does he think she hasn't moved on in 10 years? That really infuriated me. Like, she's just going to be in the same spot waiting for you. Like, it, do you really think she hasn't got well, life? Well, yeah, but he goes in and she pretty much is. But that's what is. he wants. Yeah. That's what he thinks. He thinks that she's not moved on. Yeah, so he's clinging on to the past in that sense, thinking, right, where's the place that she's going to be dwelling? And that's mm. in the exact same place where I left her, pretty much, doing what she was doing with the making the threads. So I think why the, the title's called The Black Hair is because, <laughs> it, obviously, of, of all the things that he's, like, or remembering of her, like, from the past, like, oh, how your mannerisms and how you spoke and everything and all that, but it's, like, it was her hair that was the most appealing to him for whatever, for whatever reason. It's the softest hair uh, in the world. whole world. So the bit at the end where it's kind of like, I point out that obviously that when he goes to see her, it's night time. So it's kind of like, you know, obviously that's when spirits are active, aren't they? And so... Oh, people think that that's what the human people yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, Probably they're out all the time and you just yeah. don't know. So he's sleeping in his abode with her and then when he wakes in the morning to find out yeah she's now like a skeleton basically decayed dust and then at this point he's now becoming like but why like I this think, is the bit i don't get and then the hair comes off her head and then it's like it's like the hair is clinging on to him literally that like in the fact that like the that she's still Do you think gripped. it's like a little bit because she is like, oh, no, no, I forgive you, it's fine. It's like no woman would forgive you, literally, for leaving her for, for 10 years in poverty, not being there for her. And then do you think she's more, she doesn't forgive him? And actually she well, resents so. him from it. Yeah, probably. There's a bit of that, probably. And it's like, vengeance, and now you've taken, I've, oh, well, she's maybe just been waiting for so long, and now time is now going to catch up with you. Mm. That's why he's decaying and stuff. It's like forcing how long. She's been longing for him. It's it's almost like payback. It deserves it. It does. <laughs> oh no, it definitely does. Yeah, I agree with that. This is like one of those again, like fables of like don't but I think treat people like that. With this one, I do like it. It does have a moral behind it. It with the ending, I did like say what the f um on my in my book. It's how it but, ends? Yeah, because it's just yeah. a little bit like. I didn't see it coming, and it's a bit dramatic, and it's hair. Like, how can hair kill anybody? Um. It just seems a bit out there, but I think it's one of the strongest out of the four that we've we've watched, and I do think it has a good principle. So you know me, I like that. I would personally say the second one is more my favourite, mainly through the use of imagery that's going on. Again, rather than the, the story, there's a lot. It's very very strong visuals in this one. It is, apart from there's two things that are kind of my weak points with these. The and weird screechy music yeah. at the beginning of this okay. one is a bit eerie and it's just a bit... But that's 
to its merit, I think, because it's meant to be... It just goes through that, me, that whatever that noise... Is it a violin, like... Yeah, almost. Some, or something wrong. like that, yeah. And the, the, I know you quite liked it, the effect of the sky. No, mm. I, that, I just saw that as really... It was worked well, but it was really badly done to what nowadays could... I think it was yeah, done yeah. good for okay. them, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, okay. Yeah. I, for me, as a, it looked dated... From my watch. Yeah, I think it was all done on essentially a sound stage, which surprise, surprise, you know, like like most other films, but obviously some films like modern days can get away with it, not like yeah. completely obvious. But there's something about that was kind of like hauntingly sinister or eerie, really, because like the clouds are like in the shape of eyes, like watchful. I didn't notice that until you the said situation. it. Like most of the time they were either closed or when there were key moments was like they were wide open looking at the character that was the, the story was involved in the, the story's called woman in the snow now i'm wondering if the sky was kind of like in control of that woman in the snow so whatever that sky eye thing is mm-hmm. if he like kind of controlled her a little bit Depending on if her, he, if he controls. Oh her. well, the the sky. I'm classing right, the sky okay. as a he. Um, I don't know why. So it, then. it, <laughs> the eye in the sky controlled her moves a little bit. I think mm. certain things, the way that the story pans out, I don't think she actually wanted to do what she had to, but it was more like she has to do this because she is the woman in the snow, not because yeah, she wanted the, to. That's the reveal, anyway. With with that, oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> what what happens on the base is is a young man and an older man are out in the woods getting some well, wood because <laughs> they're woodcutters, <laughs> and they're traveling through a snowstorm. And the old man succumbs to frostbite, which I kind of think is a clever way of her representing that. Yeah, because she like kind of like blows like, and it's like you know, gets the, the frost on his face and that's how he dies. She takes the life out of him, yeah, really, yeah, doesn't she? Freezes yeah, him to death. Yeah. And for whatever reason It's because he's dishy, that's why. Well he yeah, he was she was about to like, you know, take him out as well, but he was kind of like looking at her in the way as if he was like looking her up and down type of thing, like, oh she's all right. Kind of thing. <laughs> but yeah, she kind of like says, Well I'll spare your life but you cannot tell anybody about what happened here. And if you do, then I'll come back for you and Vengeance, you'll die. Yeah. yeah. So I've got two ways I can think this. Either yeah. she's really manipulative and horrible to the fact that she then comes back as a normal person to marry him and have three children with him uh-huh. to get her revenge back on him. But I don't see what's... Oh, she generally likes him. Hopes he never speaks of it again. I think it's more that one. Once relationship with him. Because why would you go through all that trouble? I don't so know. There would be no. There'd be no point. She just now, killed him there and then. Yeah. So I'll, two things here. One is the fact that this one is semi believable as like a folklore tale because, well, the, it's stories of you know like wanderers traveling in the mountains and they're coming across like snow spirits or something yeah. like that. As you know, it's taken. Uh, you know, like weary travellers. Didn't you say there's a Pokemon that does that? Yeah, there's that. a Pokemon based on that called Frostlass, which is a, a similar story, like, you know, like in snowstorms. See that it big mountain one? No, it's like a ghostly, more more of a ghostly one. Oh, okay. See, ghost type. 
she is a ghost ice type so that's like yeah. snow maiden really so that's what that's based on in terms of lore so that there's there's not knowledge i've got from that and it's like yeah i can believe that as being a ghostly apparition type thing mm-hmm. secondly before i even like got to the end of like well, okay as soon as she said i'll spare your life but you can't tell anyone about this i recalled of like there was a film or again another anthology series where there was a, a similar storyline scenario and it was like i don't know where that's from i'm sure i've heard this before and i was right it's called tales from the dark side and there was a similar thing where this man witnesses like murder of a man by this like gargoyle creature mm-hmm. and that similarly says right you tell anybody about this i'm gonna come and kill you and shortly after that he runs into this woman and they get together and then they have kids but the, the twist turns out that he tells i think he he must tell her about this instance for whatever reason. I can't recall. Oh, you would. It's the, his wife. Why wouldn't you tell yeah. her? This oh, this crazy thing happened one night, mm. and it turns out she was the gargoyle. And that the but the right. way that also ends is that the kids also become are mm. also gargoyles as well. So the ah okay, so there is a reason behind it. Whereas with this one, she kind of leaves yeah, him with the yeah, children. So I wondered if that was going to be the similar. That was obviously this was done way before that film even came out, but whether there was inspired in the same way that they were going to be like ghost mm. spirits or something. Now he didn't have any children, he was left alone, but he was literally. I left don't know which one I'd prefer. To, if to, I... You know, you have to look after the kids now. Sorry. Yeah, three yeah. of them as well. Yeah. It's not like there's just one or two. Three little kids yeah. kind of look after them. Mm-hmm. Which she goes back to the eye then. Mm-hmm. She walks into the yeah, eye like it's. It turns to the snowstorm scenario, yeah. So I'm wondering if this guy is in a bit of control with her, like if she hadn't have said, if you don't do this, this and this, and if you don't look after him, then you will die. Is it a case of she would have had to kill him and she didn't actually want to? So she's kind of done it out of love to leave him because somebody else may be in the sky is saying controlling because she's a snow woman. The seasons, you mean, Mm. more so. Yeah. Maybe not just the sky. Yes. Seasons. Yeah. Well, I think this, I don't, obviously this is obvious connection of being sort of set in December, but apparently these these four stories are all obviously to represent the four seasons, but I don't really see anything in particularly like connecting of the any other ones as to what, what would represent summer or spring or anything. I don't know what black fair. hair would represent. No, I don't really know. But in terms of moral, I think it must be like, Keep your promises, if not for mm. your children's sake. I think it's one of those things, isn't it? Um, or the the past will haunt you. If somebody tells you something, it doesn't mean you have to tell the whole whole world. Yeah, you know, some things can be left secret, and you can kind of show your worth that way. Mm-hmm. But the visuals in this, like you know, the the icy blue, mm. cold lighting that we've got in this is really effective, and that's pardonable and gives it the chills. I suppose. <laughs> I do think it works quite well, this one, and the warmth and when they go back to his home as well. And it's like summery, and the sky also reflects that as well. It's Mm. like the warmth, and then it's like almost like summer love when he kind of finds that. Yeah. The the woman who is actually the the snow spirit, yeah. I think the only thing I would say which makes me giggle a little bit is when she's walking away, and they do like that shot, and she looks like she's having to shuffle Uh to try and look like she's floating a little bit away. 
Okay, yeah. So that made me laugh, but obviously it's just the way that they're having to yeah. depict it. And yeah, it's like yeah. this little shoe, which yeah. is quite funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did actually enjoy this one. Mm-hmm. I think between the woman in the snow and the black hair, I think they are quite good mm-hmm. ones to watch. Mm-hmm. Then just stop. Mm-hmm. The only other thing I thought was a bit strange, and I'm not 100% sure, mm. is the snow woman. Yeah. Seemed to have like smile in a grimacing kind of black teeth way. Yeah. And the eyebrows, I don't know if this is a thing probably Taya would be able to tell us. Um she didn't ha- she seemed to be like they shaved their own eyebrows off and then put them up higher. Yeah. And they were like this little smudge line. Yeah, I know you did bring that up when we were watching and in the first one as well it was the same thing. So I did took it took it upon myself to do a little bit of <laughs> research on this. So maybe Got some sources to help you out. Because I'm thinking it's showing, especially the teeth, is like a, a bad thing. Actually, it's not supposed to come across that way, particularly in older, like Edo period. Okay. So, what I've kind of found out from a bit of research, um, the process is called Ohaguru. It's based on, like, in the old, ye old Japanese times. <laughs> The pitch black objects were highly regarded as being extremely pretty. So you might think of obviously like like when they made like, you know, bowls or yeah. cups or anything and it being black, it's almost like, wow, this is like exquisitely expensive. Type okay. Of thing. So there's something in that. But this is more akin to what like today's standards of whitening our teeth are like. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so using a solution called Kenemisu, I think that's how you say that, which is like an acetate from iron fillings mixed with vinegar and compounds oh. from vegetable or tea. So that was put on the teeth. And that make would it make it whiter? Like, no, no, blacker. But within that whiten their teeth in the process? No, I don't think it was to, it wasn't anything to do with. Oh, so it wasn't a remedy to whiten your teeth, it was no, actually no, no, to no. make the reason, your teeth black? Yes, it, but it was first used to celebrate coming of age. Okay. This is in boys or girls, right? Really, so this show sense of maturity. But during the Edo period, uh, it was mainly done by wealthy married women, or geishas used to practice this. But it was just a sense of class. It doesn't look classy. I don't know why they, where they thought that from, but yeah, no. that's what I found out of that. But with the eyebrows shaved, and yep. which is called higimeu. Doing very well. I don't know if you pronounce these yeah. right, but you're doing yeah. better than I would. And then applying the fake eyebrows to higher or above your forehead. Mm. That process is called Tenzu Mayu. But why? Um, it also started as a coming of age ceremony. Okay. Yeah. No one has eyebrows that high. No, no, no. But the reason, which kind of makes more sense, perhaps, than the teeth blackening, it was to do with when you were noble and for political posturizing oh so the higher up the eyebrows the higher you are no 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 oh. <laughs> not, 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 not quite no no it's so as to not show emotion to your opponents but like political oh, opponents right obviously like in terms of like maybe making deals or something it's like or, a poker face yeah exactly so because obviously the most expressive place on yours with your eyes if it you is like me. eyes wider or your mouth might curl or you know like mm. go up down but if your eyebrows are going like oh, up down or like angry and stuff 
But if you've got no eyebrows to express that and you're, they're just high up on your forehead where it's, you might... My forehead's back. quite expressive, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> yeah. So so that's the reason behind that, really. But the process was later adopted by married women so they could prevent showing emotion to other men other than oh, the husband. So she fancied him. But, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Why didn't so. men have to shave their eyebrows off? Yeah. Poor I women. Think, yeah, not sure. But that's... That's my findings on that. Thank you for researching into that. I appreciate it. Little factoids in this episode, if nothing else, (laughs) for people. Need it. (laughs) Yeah. So on to Hoichi the Earless. This one was the longest, and I really feel like it didn't need to be this long. This was ridiculous. I, I feel like it would have been good if it was shortened. It felt like it went on forever. And I feel like it did have a good... It was like a monastery, I believe. Yep. And he was um, a monk. Um, clearly, he was blind. And everyone kind of really cared about him. He seemed like a really nice character to have. Mm-hmm. Just seemed to be... It eked out a little bit. It really bit. did to get to the the end result of the, what the, the film was about. Like, why is he called the earless when... When he's blind. He's blind. Yeah. Um. I mean, we went and saw, witnessed a, like a, you know, like a chanting ceremony when mm. we were in the monastery that we stayed at in Japan. That was a lot more engaging than what this was, maybe because we were there first person, but this was just like, I don't know. It had, obviously he had this retelling of this, this, this great war, which is the tale of Hiki, Hiki, with the battle of Dan no... Dano Ura, I think that's just what I got from that. And it's like a it was like a chanting singing of a sea battle of the Genpai War, and it's obviously shown these two clans, samurai fight, clans. clans, which just looked a bit ropey and the most oh. the felt felt the most theatrical production of it because obviously again water and against a, a sky painted sky backdrop and also those boats fight, like fighting on them it was a bit yeah it was a bit like whoa like it looked some... yeah it's just looked really comical and not in a great great way it who would go on first of all why unless you've got like your pirates yeah. why would you fight on water that way and like walk across you can just easily drown yeah it's like it's not easy to fight on that and then you must have really upper core strength to be able to balance when it's exactly. wishy-washy as well and then yeah. you're trying to stab somebody. It's, it's not the best idea. No. But his chanting in this at the beginning, I was like, can he stop now, please? Yeah. yeah. It's just going on forever and it wasn't really the nicest of sounds. So I don't know in terms of what this has in terms of horror. I'm guessing it's showing the horrors of war because it seems mm. like a bit ghostly with, I guess the chanting is kind of like, almost like a, a spiritual thing it's coming across as you know like a bit like like really like ghostly kind kind of of thing and just minimalistic on obviously the the sound that he's playing with a japanese instrument called a biwa it's like a ding 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 yeah it's like a guitar but it's not held sideways it's more bright yeah played with like this metal Um, and looks like one of those what you scrape wallpaper off off. yeah yeah yeah. something (laughs) And the imagery that you've got is kind of ghostly when he comes, he has to come to perform or retell this, these these stories that he's singing. 
um to like this like the spirits of the past that mm-hmm. of like we want to relive the whole why though of, i don't well, know i don't know and why they're kind of they're picking on him a little bit i feel because they know he doesn't yeah. know he's kind of getting what he's getting into because he's blind he can't see them so it's like a only he can hear and obviously they sound real enough he's not thinking they're spirits so he's not thinking he's playing to to dead people's tombstones basically so that's a bit mean i think yeah so they've kind of got him suckered him into doing all this and just also they've made him sound like he's the best one and this person high up wants him to play and it's like no he's probably thinking oh he's the only sucker that we can get to play for us and it just goes on forever with the nights it does of him going and disappearing i think it happens about three times until they kind of go out and look for him yeah kind of like no seriously where have you been yeah (laughs) thing it's like well and he's been told not to say anything because really it should be somebody higher up that should be going and playing this kind of show so to speak so when they go obviously since i think it's when the storm is happening and they kind of other people from the temple are going to find him and it's like no you've been playing to just gravestones mm-hmm. and that kind of looked quite eerie yeah the, it obviously did. The, the fog and rolling smoke, fog and stuff. yeah and you've got the little willow wisps if they look a yeah. bit funny it's kind of effective with what they're trying to come across as like as if they're like some spirits i feel like this bit was like this worked well, the ending, it did, but it just was a long time coming for coming it. Coming for it, especially as when the monks are there trying to help him out, like, right, we're going to write this holy text all over your body, <laughs> which is kind of like if you've seen the the cover art of what's on the Blu-ray or DVD or whatever, then that's like the most famous thing that's on the artwork mm. there. Quite striking because you're like, what's what's that all about? Um, So it's like almost like a warding protection spell almost so that the spirits can't come and take him away because they reckon that it'll you know it'll be torn to pieces or whatever well it kind of was wasn't it because yeah. they forgot they did half a job and didn't paint his ears well yeah no they, they pretty much spent i don't know how much time that would actually take him to do right these you know japanese symbols all over his body literally everywhere was it everywhere unless it was covered by something that's right like well no actually no because i'm pretty sure they did all his top and everything his didn't they? Toes, toes and everything yeah. and everything he still but he still what in all his body, mm. and he was wearing clothes. So I guess you would have had to do that, wouldn't you? But they forgot to do his ears, which I guess is kind of tricky because, like, all the yeah. indentations and stuff like that. So when the spirit comes a-calling, like, Koichi, where are you? And yells it. And so we're kind of like, okay, right, so they've put those things on so that you can't be found, but it's like the ears are glowing <laughs> in the dark almost. <laughs> That is clever how it's done back then, really. Yeah, yeah. And from through, through that, it's it's this is where, right, okay, well, this vengeful spirit's like, right, I'll just take the ears from you because I can't finish the story, so we'll take these away as, as punishment type of thing. So I think as well it's to show that he tried to go and get Hoishi and this is all that he could find left of him. Yeah. Kind of saying, I did try and do my end of the deal so that when he's going back... He's not getting the repercussions of mm-hmm. not bringing him there. Yeah, and the sound when he's trying to pull this off—that's obviously the most it's horrible, horrible as well. They're like, like a screechy. No, it's not, not like the violin stuff. But obviously, I knew it wasn't going to be too graphic, but it's kind of like an odd thing to think about, isn't it? Without a person without ears, what that would even look like. But obviously, but the we way don't... that he was ripping them off, off. as well—it wasn't yeah. like somebody just got a knife to cut them off. I know that sounds even more, but the thought of tearing. It, yeah, that was, and the sound of it, it just 
yeah, didn't yeah, bode well with me. How she's uh, clinging his side of his face, going mm. like, ah, well, yeah, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would. So I'm guessing he's now blind and deaf, bless him. So, yeah. And then what gets me about this is, like, the monks are like, oops, well, <laughs> we, we we kind of goofed there, didn't we? Like, <laughs> Should have checked. <laughs> should have checked that before you sent him away to do that. But, oh, well, never mind. <laughs> it's what it is. We can't yeah. do anything about it now. now. Like, oh, yeah, no, thanks, man. <laughs> really appreciate that. But from from this, Hoji still comes out on top. He's somehow the wealthiest because he can re tell these stories to an audience of this high priest or whatever that comes to visit and I guess he has a happy life I guess despite I being able to I can imagine that was really difficult not being able I think I'd rather be deaf yes and still have my sight than kind of be blind, blind. but I do think having both that just feels really isolated to the world absolutely yeah at least you can communicate if you're deaf Surprised didn't come out the fact that he became been able to talk as well, like his tongue got ripped out or something, and then be like, yeah, yeah, sad and weird, just weird. And this was yeah. like the longest dragging one ever. Didn't need to be. No, they could have cut it down, down so many times. They could have done just after the second time of him wandering away, go see where he's going, yeah. and paint his ears, and then you'd, it'd have been fine. But in a cup of tea, right? <laughs> yeah. What the hell is happening here? I don't understand I'd... any of it. At least a little bit you get a moral with kind of the rest of them, but this one, it's only half an hour, yeah. and I'm like, what the hell is uh, going on? Who are these people? Sorry, just before we do that, what would you say is the moral from the the third one? I think it's more... Oh, oh, I don't actually truly know. I feel like there's some moral there. I just can't find it. I think it's probably something to do with... It's it's good to remember the past, but don't dwell. Yeah, adhere to it. Yeah, something like that. I think. Mm. Don't get involved in dwelling on it too much. Or again, that might come back and haunt you, bite you, and just yeah. Clutching at straws, I think yeah, maybe. I think so. <laughs> um, I'll say this: I don't really quite. I don't think I can't really find any sort of moral with this last one in a cup of tea. I was really, really excited. Did. I was really excited to see this one because I love a good cup of tea. tea. And I was like, oh yeah, let's have a look. It's got a good title in a cup of tea. I can relate. I can't. I can't relate. I don't understand what it's showing me, what it's telling me at yeah. all. I don't have a clue, Paul. I don't know who this man that kept on appearing in his tea was. Mm-hmm. Like, why is there a face in his tea? What's going on? Well, I thought it was. I'm still, still not really much clear on it, but I feel like, but I assumed it was like, oh, this is some like past person he's kind of like done wrong to or something. It's like, ah, oh, remember me type of yeah. thing. Yeah. Then he drinks his to... tea and it clearly uh, disappears. Yeah. Oh, and I don't, and then... I can't keep up. I just remember the ending. I really switched off and it was only half an hour and I was like, I just, it's putting me off wanting to drink tea, this is. It's, it's really weird because it's like, he, he drinks... The man in he sees in the is the cup of tea, and then he he comes back to him later on as if like well you you've swallowed me as if like swallowed the soul of me or something. But I don't quite get the connection of what he had to do with him in the first place because he didn't mm-hmm. make that apparently clear. No. And then all of a sudden he comes across these other three like samurais in like 
Well, not even mannequins because they're real people. They don't look real though. They don't. Well, they move for like real people. But I feel like the faces were a bit. And they don't get. I feel like the colouring was supposed to mean something. You know, blue, orange, and mm. green, but it doesn't really go anywhere. And he just keeps trying, trying to fight them, which he thinks he's got them one moment, and then they come back. Like, oh, no, you're just going to be torment you now for drinking forever. somebody's yeah. soul. Well, stop so popping up in my tea then. And then the story just kind of ends, and the and narrator at this point is because like it's from his one of his stories. The, the story we say like right. Some why do sometimes these stories kind of just end and don't go and do the, the, the writer die or something or whatever? Mm-hmm. And so, in the same way, that kind of happens to him because when he's waiting for the publisher to come to his house, and the publisher comes at the end and he's like, Where's the author? He's like, oh, The woman in the housemaid, and it's like, All right, I'll go find him. And she sees him in the water bowl. So creepy. And then, and then, then the, the publisher also goes and has a look like, oh, what's what's going on here type of thing and walks away and then that's kind of like how the film ends. So it's like the author's trapped in his own writings or something. I don't know. But why? I don't really know. Just remember the man in the creepy barrel of like looking yeah. like water which was going to be made into tea and I'm like, I don't really want a creepy man in my tea. I just didn't get any of it. I'm not going to lie. No. I can't even yeah. say it was good. It was only half an hour and I was well confused. Yeah, definitely the weakest one. At least all the other ones had some sort of structure. If the third one was a little bit too long in, in telling what it needed to tell. It still but, had something to tell though, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it did. Kind this... of follow on somewhat. But this one was, yeah, just I, I cannot find any sort of moral from this. There must be some deeper meaning to it, but I'm not seeing it. I'm sorry. I don't get it. Oh. I really don't. I find it really hard to understand it completely. And it was at least, I'm glad it was only half an hour. In terms of the whole runtime of three hours, really just... Re- I'd have been happy with the hour and a half of the first two and stop there, I think, personally. Yeah, I think if I was to revisit this at any point, it would probably be just to focus on those two. Mm-hmm. I don't really think Maybe. I'd want to revisit. No, but... <laughs> I've seen him now. Yeah, I, it's sad to say. It's like I really thought this would be something like I'd want to come back to, but mm-hmm. what maybe frame around or something. But I'd seen it now, but I'm not uh, like immediately wanting to go back to this anytime soon. I'll really. buy it for your birthday if you want. <laughs> <laughs> you just won't be watching it, will you? No, <laughs> no, no. I, the only thing I'd be more interested in. In maybe internal learning more information on is actually going for the source material, which um, is based on stories from Quiden stories and studies of strange things, which sounds like something you'd like, yeah. Which I guess is, is kind of strange things <laughs> that have been portrayed in this film. Well, yeah, really. hair attacking you. <laughs> I don't really see that in the newspapers. Be funny, wouldn't it? <laughs> so. Overall, we're not going to do them individually, of course, because mm-hmm. we've kind of spoken about like what we think is best and what isn't. But wrapping it up all in one little bow of like what you you found of the experience, I'll obviously start with this. Positives, as I said, the artistic vision that's put into the scenery, the camera work, and for the most part, the music is atmospheric in what it's trying to convey 
the bad <laughs> is really how the stories go. Sometimes it's the length mm-hmm. and how that's structured. Some of it is like, yeah, I can see where this is going. That still is very prominent with the second one, mainly because I'd, as I described, it's like oh, I've kind of heard this story before. And it didn't shock me as to what the, the twist reveal was going to be with that. Um, and I certainly didn't, maybe you weren't supposed to get anything from like a, a normal s- structure with the, th- the the final film because of how it abrupt ended abruptly with that one story. And then it was kind of like reflected on, I don't, I don't know. It's very strange. And I think the only other positive I could think is about, and, and with the sound, it was kind of like how, particularly in the first one, how it was kind of jarring in like how when you kind of saw the movement and you, you expected like clatter bang crash mm. when he's ramming into the walls and stuff like banging on the to get out and everything. And then shortly after that, then there's like sound cues there. So it's kind of like catching you off guard with how that was done. But I think that's kind of like. It, making it a bit more theatrical yeah and certain some of these things felt very theater production mm-hmm. as opposed to really cinematic like some other examples of japanese cinema come across really so i feel like there's there's better examples and i kind of wish so i wish we kind of put watch something else yeah that was a bit shorter because i can think of one film in particular that I've seen, but you haven't seen. And I think you probably get a lot more out of it. And that's more mm. like a ghost story, but in a nice spiritual way. way. Not like a scary ghost story way, but a, but more ethereal ghost story way. And that, that you probably enjoy that a lot more, mm. really. So I think that's the risk with some of these. Yeah. With the fact yeah. of us doing it where we're having one where you have seen it and I haven't. Yeah. And obviously this is one where we both haven't seen it. And sometimes... Yeah, you can't. It can just be a case of what have we just watched. Yeah, you can't. You can't win them all. No. And for Japanese cinema, this is a, a low bar for what I've seen. Sad to say, I kind of wish it was I could give it a bit higher of a score, but I think it's probably sitting at six point five. Okay. Yeah. It's valid. Yeah. It's really valid. I think. I think we're not far off from one another. To be fair. Yeah. Sad to say, it's it's mostly production that's, that's the selling point, but mm-hmm. everything else is a bit. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not intrigued to be going back to it anytime soon. So okay, I'll scribble that off my birthday list for you then. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I think I agree with everything you've just said. It's really is the first two are the strong point. It gets weaker as it goes along. If it was just scoring a cup of tea, one well, I think that'd be like a two. Um, because it's like, what the hell is going on? However, with the first two being quite strong, goodish moral story, it kind of gives you a bit of purpose behind it. I can follow those. Would I want to spend three hours of my life doing this if I if I'd have known? Like, you know, somehow you go into the future yeah. and you if I would have said, No, Sophie, don't do it, don't waste your time. No, if I had watched it vetted it before and mm. i wouldn't have picked it picked it because i know you you wouldn't have enjoyed it because i have a feeling i probably wouldn't have i don't know if we hadn't have done it for this podcast if i would have not actually probably persevered no you, you did say that to me it's like you said 
oh, if if the, we weren't doing this recording, would we continue? I said, might not have done. To be no, honest, I think we'd have stopped after this the snow one probably. Yeah, I think we'd have left it there. Yeah. So for the scoring, I think it's just going to have to be a six. Okay. I can't really rate it any higher than that. I was going to rate it lower, um, possibly a five, but then I was thinking, well. That's not being fair to the first two. No, exactly. And there's a lot to take from the production. Mm -hmm. And obviously, it's not... Take it as for what the time period was and everything and what it's trying to convey. Obviously, it's not going to stand up to the standards of what people might think of a ghost story is, particularly. It's got to have, like, boo jump scares or anything like that. I didn't mind that, though. I quite liked it the way it was. It's just... Seemed a little bit strange with some of the concepts of what can come out and get you. Now I need to worry about my own hair. Um, and I think it's just really sadly it's the other two that ruin ruin it. It just makes it longer and just I think I don't have the attention span for it. I guess personally, <laughs> I'm a bit of a goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not to say that you, this isn't you. Sh- shouldn't check it out if you're not intrigued by it i know we've maybe slagged it off a little bit but maybe someone else might get something out of it so if you do want to check it out my recommendation if you don't want to pay for a disc i feel like this should be paul's little tips on (laughs) where to get free watches (laughs) we did it through amazon prime's bfi player and that was a this was on a trial basis so just like more like the uh, wolf walkers apple tv plus if you want to just get it for a couple of weeks on it's like a 14 day trial and you can obviously break up like we did and just check out via that and see if you you might get something more out of it than we did perhaps Mm. and then if If somebody does um watch it please let us know what your thoughts are and give us any other things that we might have missed yeah i'd be intrigued to have a conversation about their interpretation of what they took from it or Mm. Just whatever, just or just to have a conversation about film. It'd be good to, to do. We always like doing yeah. that, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> so, that being said, thank you very much for making it to the end of the episode. And thank you, Sophie, for watching three hours. This is commitment to SP Film viewers. Well done, Sophie. <laughs> and if you want to check out some of our more mainstream episodes, perhaps. Yeah, go. <laughs> Go and find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever else you might get your podcasts from. And follow us on social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter, under the handle SP underscore Film Viewers. We also have a Buy Me A Coffee page. If anyone wants to feel sorry for us for watching three hours of a really long film, you can be so generous and donate to even a small price of a, a coffee. God, I think I need a cup of tea with no weird men in them. <laughs> you didn't, when we've finished watching it, you weren't like having bad dreams about that, were you? No, if anything, I was just drained from watching it, I think. I was just like, oh, can I just go to bed? I'm knackered. <laughs> it's, no, it is lengthy with subtitles to watch. There's definitely better examples of, films that are long like and with subtitles like parasite oh that that's gripping though yeah, you yeah. don't even you forget that you're reading when you watch that yeah yeah might have to be one or, that we can go back to 
and like I said about like how other films that we could have I could have picked for yeah. us. I mean, even like when we watched Seven Samurai, and that was well, like four hours and something, wasn't it? Going yeah. on, and that was that was more engaging, wasn't it? Than yes, yeah, it was. It was long though. Long, but it had a better story too. Yeah, 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 definitely. So I apologise for what we've watched, and I'll try and think of something that. At least you'll have watched it this time, so it's your fault, definitely. And I'll give you some (laughs) options as well, rather than just going blind. But maybe that's something. Obviously, I had intentions, good intentions with this, but it kind of backfired on me a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's funny because we've got this little intro where you're like, "Oh, I'm really looking forward to this," and then you're like, "Oh." I think that's well. It's it's kind of good that it worked out that way in this sense because it can't all be winners. No, it's true. So thank you very much for listening once again and we will speak to you next time speak to you next time bye 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 bye